Yo, what's going on? This is Two. This is Cal. Welcome to Word to the Blur, baby. Word to the Blur with Two and Cal. Oh, yeah. Summer edition. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on with y'all, man? What's up, Cal? Chilling, man. Happy Friday to you. Just Happy chilling. Happy Friday to you as well, my boy. Yeah, just, just relaxing. It rained earlier. It was kind of like sunny here in New York. And then the, the heavens just opened up and it started raining. But it's cleared up. No one... The clouds haven't cleared up, but it's um stop uh, Yeah. I'm kinda I'm waiting on um I'm waiting for it to rain over here. Cause it it, it was sunny for a little bit. Ooh, excuse me. And then the clouds just came on through. And it just looks like it's just ready to open up. Oh so, yeah, so that, that rain might be hitting you soon then. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, everything else is okay. You know, it's been a July 4th weekend was a little rough. And, um, I didn't even do anything July 4th weekend. I was in bed under the AC because that day before I was helping the air out with a shoot and it was hot as hell because we were outside and I was, it was just hot. So I just spent that whole July 4th. Wait, July 4th was Monday. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just under the AC. I was like, I'm not, I'm not moving. I'm not doing anything. No, I feel you. And it ain't, it ain't all the way safe in DC right now. So, you know, I, I'm trying to limit my, my time outside, but that's not what, what y'all came to hear about. That's not what y'all you have your ears tuned in for. We here to talk about this nerdy goodness. <laughs> so the first thing on the, the docket, uh, Superman and Lois finished up. Actually Superman and Lois finished up last week with the flash superman and lois was tuesday flash was wednesday so yeah. you know with our two topics you know with the superman and flash superman and lois and the flash we'll probably just talk about them all together and then move on to our next thing so with that being said uh kyle you saw superman and lois right i know you didn't watch the flash yeah no i did see superman and lois it kind of felt like we had two different seasons of superman and lois i can and go like short. packed into one season because like the first half of the season it was like this whole kind of bizarro storyline and then um, the stuff with Allie and her followers and then leading into them, the merging of the worlds and bizarro world and our world. It was, <clears throat> I was trying to think back. I was like, damn, the season like what started back in September, right? Mm-hmm. September, October. And then finishing up now, because I think last time they started, it was like in March and they finished up in the summer. So what I'm trying to remember, was this like a, a double episode count. I, I can't really remember because also you know what it is too. They have um, they're always taking them damn what you gonna call it, some hiatuses. Oh, that's not even working. yeah. Hiatus. They would like air episode and be like, all right, see you in three weeks. I'm like, what, <laughs> bro? You yeah, just was, came back. Yeah. No. Yeah. They would do that a lot. So I guess that's what also made the season super long because you'd air episode. And then they'd um they'd come back like two or three weeks later. But um given um you know the, the season, um I thought it was a weaker villain. Like I've said this before, I've I've expressed that before. Um to me what really shines about the show is the family unit, all of the Kents. I feel like there's not really a weak link. I think they've done a very good job of casting all the actors that they have because I tr- truly feel like like I said before, sometimes with kids on shows, it's just kind of like, all right, whatever, whatever. But yeah, I really do. I really am invested in the relationship with the Kemp brothers. 
um, even their grandfather, Lois Lane, Clark. Like I, I really do enjoy the time spent outside of the suit. And I'm also loving the development of um, Jordan's power set. You know what I mean? How he's learning and how he's, his father's teaching him. Like it's, it's really, it's fun to watch and it's fun to see. Uh, like again, I just didn't like the villain. I thought the villain was weaker. I didn't really care for Allie or anything like that. So um, yeah, just just a weak villain. I'm hoping next season's a little better. I also loved um, how they gave Tauro a bit more to do, <laughs> developed him as a kind of like a bit of an anti-hero or someone that, you know, I'd like to see that that brother relationship develop with him and with him and um, Kal-El. Um, but yeah, otherwise, season wasn't bad. First season, I, th I think is maybe better for me. Um, good, still good season, still a, a fan of the show. I'm not going anywhere, but I felt like this was, this season was slightly weaker. And I'm, I'm hoping that season three will be really, will, will be better. I, I'm sure it'll be better. So that's, that's kind of been my thoughts on it. What about you too? Oh, I, but also they also confirmed that this is separate from the, the Arrowverse, Arrowverse. Which, which I'm fine with. I'm actually fine with and I expected it because I was also, I was watching it and I was like, wait, at a time like this, where the fuck would Barry and all of them be? So they kind of had to answer that, which is which is good because sometimes all these superhero shows don't answer that. Like you watch these Disney Plus shows or these other Marvel shows, there's like a world-threatening event every movie or every or or every episode on the show. And then and where the fuck is the back? Where, where are the Avengers? Where are these people? This is like an Avengers level threat. So um, yeah, it was good that the answer then said, okay. Clark's the only hero on this earth, but there are other earths with other superheroes. That was good to finally get that out there because a lot of people have been questioning and weren't exactly sure. So it's good to have a definitive answer on where Superman and Lois sits in the DC multiverse. I feel you. I um. So before I talk about what I thought about the season, I, I want to talk about what you just said. I um. I was a bit disappointed that it's not in the hourverse, you know, because you kind of set it up for it to it, be in the like hours, but it is, but it isn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, but like it if easily you, do some time jump thing or like not time jump, multiverse jump thing. It's like, oh, okay, we're we're in this we're in this earth, you know what I mean? They did that originally with Supergirl before, remember? Feel when, you, but I guess my thing is like you kind of already established him as Superman in the, in the Supergirl universe, right? And then if you think about Crisis on Infinite Earths, that was supposed to be like a little jumping off point for them, you know what I mean? Because you mm -hmm. already talked about how. Clark and Lois have the two boys already because he was like boys you know what I mean and that's what led into the thing and then if you remember an episode of the flash um it might have been the same same year as season one of Superman and Lois so last season they um Barry mentions Clark <laughs> like all yeah the so but there could be multiple Superman they've established that before true yes i guess i guess because the way that they ended it with crisis and then they were talking about how they wanted to do a because of covid we couldn't get our crossover right mm -hmm. and there was supposed to be a crossover between superman and lois and batwoman remember mm -hmm. and that never happened so it's like and then you're giving away all these things like for instance the john diggle thing right wait what so we didn't get a crossover because of covid this year is that what they're saying no 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 last year remember because 2021 2021 and 2020. I, well, I, 2020, well, 2020, I understand. 2020. 2021, I think they just decided not to do it. That sounds like bullshit to me, I'll be honest. 
Yeah, I'll take but it. But continue. I'm sorry. So when that shit went on, so I was just like, all right, cool. And then you have all this. I just feel like when when it's time to when it's time to do a crossover or whatever like that, you would have to come up with a really damn good excuse as to why, like, oh yeah, I'm here now and this, that, and the third. So it's like, okay, so are we getting rid of the Arrowverse and we got the Superman and Lois universe and you're using the same character? I mean, the Arrowverse is ending anyway. Look at how how they canceled yeah. all the shows. It's over, you know what I mean? And like I said, it does exist in the Arrowverse. You still have those connections. You just have a different version of John Diggle. So imagine if they decided to maybe give us a different version of what does the Black Adam look like in this world or a different version of reintroducing a Kara, you know what I mean? I got you. I think it's fine because the Arrowverse is ending anyway. It's already on its way out. So there's no point in living there when you could sort of create your own kind of mythos in your own world and play by your own rules. True. In my opinion, I don't know. Um, so, and then just to get back to what I thought of the season, I agree with you. I think that the season was a bit compounded. You know, there was like a lot going on in, in a short space, and then you had all these goddamn hi- hiatuses. If that's yeah, that, that was annoying. But outside of you that... You have to remind time, yourself, like, what the fuck happened last episode? Because the last episode was two months ago. Yeah, you're like, what? Hold on, let me go back. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I think the stories were good. There wasn't much filler, which was something I truly, truly appreciate. Yeah. yeah. I liked the how we I liked how they faked this out. We thought it was we were going to be getting Doomsday, but we ended up getting Bizarro. So that was a yeah. brilliant fake out, which I was I was really really, I, which is I, cool, and, and they could really save that down the line because I really think they would do a fantastic job with it. And then actually make it real, you know what I mean? Have Superman not being in for a couple episodes and have Jordan have to take up the mantle or try to do his best. Then you have Steel, John Henry Iron, and stuff like that. So and if they ever decide to adapt it, I think they could really do a good job with it. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want Jonathan to get powers, too. Like, it'd be interesting to see two Super Sons, you yeah. know, and just seeing how that'd go. I like, it, I could see how it would get a little overdone because you got to yeah. save up for the budget. And all that, and just you effects. need that struggle. It's it's important because then it's like, you know, one can kind of relate to the other a bit more. You have um, J- Jordan, who's more so under his father's wing, and then you could have Jonathan, who's a bit more, you know, a bit more grounded, literally, just because of you know how he takes more so after his mother. So I I don't think they both need powers, but I mean, if it happened, I wouldn't go crazy about it. But I don't think they both need it. Oh man! And then just to move, switch topics on the on the DC universe world, the Flash. I know you stopped watching, bro. I know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the Flash. So I'm gonna let you take that one. It's not really. It's something. I'll say this. And you know how like I used to rush to go watch the Flash. It'll take me all. It'll take me up until the weekend just to watch the episode. <laughs> You know what I mean? Or I have to yeah. really not be doing anything and be like, all right, I'll watch The Flash. Because now it's starting to get, it's getting hokey. I'm starting to appreciate certain things. Now it's getting hokey to you? Yeah, it's getting too, too, too hokey to me. Um, <laughs> okay. I have a, I guess I have a high threshold for hokiness. Um, so. I appreciate what they're trying to do, especially bringing in Impulse. Um, the guy that plays Impulse is okay. Um Excess, I love, uh, what's her name? Jessica Kennedy Parker? Yeah, Jessica Parker, Kennedy, something like that, yeah. And she's love good. her to death, love her to death. 
Yeah. Uh, I think that they're just, they're running out of gas. And I think you could kind of see that. I call it the Carlos Valdez effect. Cause you remember how like Carlos Valdez at a certain point, you could tell that motherfucker did not want to be on the show no more. He's <laughs> like, I'm just here. Yeah, my contract. Pretty much, pretty much. And um, you can kind of see that same attitude with Iris with Candace, Candace Patton. In my opinion, like, you know, we got to talk about this. So you're going to take a hiatus from these episodes while we're renegotiating your contract. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. And if like the passion's not there, I would rather them end it sooner than later. Yeah. Or at least because I mean, I'll say this, at least if there's one thing that's consistent is Grant Gustin. Mm-hmm. You know, he always looks excited for the role. The only time Ricochet where he didn't look excited was DC fandom. I don't, I don't even think I even watched that panel. Was that when they just said, like, oh, he's it's getting yellow his boots, boots this year? Yeah. yeah that was stupid. Yeah. Because <laughs> remember, he just had this, this, yeah, guys, we're getting the boots and this is going to be really good. I'm like, God damn. Like, even if I wasn't excited about the boots, like, at least you, you selling it to me, be like, you know, maybe you're right. It's not bad. It's, you know, and then once the boots came, you look at it, it's like, oh, it's, it's pretty common, accurate, looks good. Like, it's, it's dope. But just the way that it was introduced was trash. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. no, I'm not saying. I think it's kind of like also one of those things where it's like grass is greener type shit. Where it's like you know we're looking at like man, these guys play superheroes, and these guys are probably just like fucking over the shit. You know. Yeah. I mean, having to put on those those costumes from what I was told, some of those costumes take hours to put on. Yeah, you but know? even also just. Um, the shooting hours, because I'm sure they work crazy, crazy hours, and they're just oh, ridiculous, exhausted, man. you know. Because even I was watching, um, not to go too big on a tangent, but I was watching the, the Star Trek documentary. I got what we what they left behind, what we left behind, the mm-hmm. Deep Space Nine one. And damn, why was I talking? Why was I bringing that back? Give me two seconds. I was just about to ask you that. No, because there was a reason why I brought that up. Shit, what what was the last thing you said? Sorry, guys. No, I was just saying the crazy hours they were. Oh, so yes, that's why I bring it up. So I guess that's with every movie, but because I heard about them talking about the production hours on the the documentary, and that's I guess that's why it was fresh. Mm-hmm. I just re- recently watched it, but they had 14 to 16 hour days, bro. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, and I, that's I, what I, it is. I couldn't even imagine that, bro. While, like, yeah, while no. we're sleeping, they're still working. No, exactly. Yeah, and I was saying, imagine doing that for over five years, you know what I mean? And then maybe you have like a month or two off and then it's they're like, all right, we want you guys to go to Comic-Con. We want you guys to go to this, you know what I mean? Sometimes even in their free time when they're not shooting, they'll go to these, you know, these these um, conventions and shit like that. I mean, but you get paid for them shits though. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I'm, some of them they're probably like, like, just like, all right, I'd rather, like, because I know Grant Gustin's a father now, so I think he's, like, you know, probably like, I just want to be with my child, you know? Oh, I mean? he had a kid? Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't posted about it, because I happened to look on his page, and I noticed he's very, um, kind of private, like, he has to show his child's face in the pictures, but the child looks like he's, like, definitely not three years old, so maybe, like, one hitting mm. two, or, like, but, you know, just, you know, life, so I'm sure he's kind of, like, at that point, we just like, you know, I, I wouldn't mind being with my child. Hopefully, not, I'm not speaking for anyone. This is all just. 
opinion. Speculative, yeah, no, for sure. But no, yeah, I, I just think you know it's it's time to to say goodbye. Uh, so how was the how was the how was the finale for you? The flash finale, I um again it was pretty hokey, you know. Like I understand what they're trying to do, especially when it comes to some some of the comic storylines and trying to to put all the forces, like you know, all the speed, the speed force, the still force, and all that's from the comic book. So trying to put that in to um TV and trying to, to make it matter you can mm-hmm. see where, where they struggled and then it's always great to have tom cavanaugh back you know i love tom cav coming in as reverse flash or some sort of harrison wells character um so that's one thing i i i mess with sorry yeah, it's good dead air. Thank you, Tucson. That was my bad. That was my bad. My bad. My bad. That's the first rule. No dead air. Um, but outside of that, and then the costume that they gave Tom Cavanaugh towards the end was like, what the fuck is this? Was that I saw pictures of it? It was like a looked like a slimy black costume. Pretty the fuck. What, what flash is that supposed to be? I was just like, what? these niggas is looking like Power Rangers now, bro. Phantom Ranger ass looking Flash. <laughs> I was looking, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what kind of, is that a, ru-? like, I know most of the costumes are like rubber, but this shit looked like some, oh man, it just looked bad. It looked terrible. If you guys seen, uh, check our Instagram, I posted like some uh, some images and some videos of the of the costume and I'll, uh, I'll be sure to try to do it again later. But Lord. What our favorite time of year is coming up? Comic Con. Comic Con. Yes, yes. So after taking what I think it was like a three-year hiatus, um, because they didn't do it 2020, they didn't do it in person 2021. Comic Con is back this year in person, and yeah, uh, it seems year, like it, it seems was... like all the big. Uh, thank you for interrupting you, motherfucker. Uh, but I, I think. I think they did like a small in-person thing last year, but if they did, I don't know. I didn't hear much about it, but wasn't it virtual? I remember you and yes. I hated it. It's been virtual. Uh, yeah, it's been virtual these past two years, but um, they're back uh, this month in person. But I'm also kind of curious if they're going to do that virtual aspect too, because it'd be nice to watch some of these panels and some of them you can, but it's mainly kind of like sometimes after the fact, but. It'd be nice if they had like a joint virtual kind of thing. And it seems like all the major studios are going to be following suit and coming back to Comic-Con. So Marvel Studios was first to announce that they're coming back to Hall H. Um, they haven't announced like what they're going to talk about, but probably rest assured, they're going to probably gonna talk about things they got coming in the pipeline. Especially what maybe, Phase 4 and all that. Yeah, well, probably have a, a clear picture of what Phase 4 is all going to lead to or what they're going to look like. Um, Warner Brothers Discovery has announced that they're going to be having a presence there with their DC stuff. So, so far, what's confirmed is that uh, Dwayne Johnson himself will be bringing Black Adam to Hall H. They're going to have a panel for that. And they're going to have Shazam Fury of the Gods there, but no word on Batgirl, The Flash, or anything else. Well, there shouldn't be any word on The Flash right now. Just just put that bitch I mean, on HBO Max. <laughs> no, nah, you'd lose so much fucking money. 
that that'd be a failure. People would not get fired, but like that's that's a. I mean, you have to put that in theaters because that's like a, a two hundred million dollar movie. You have well, to make shit, it. You have to try and case, make money off that. They need to. They need to just release it. Untuck the hop because yeah. I mean, remember, we have a we have a whole year till this movie comes out. This movie comes out next June. So who knows what a year could bring? Ezra Miller could be like, I apologize. Let me check myself into rehab. I'm trying to be better. You know what I mean? So we could see where a year's at. But even even if he's still fucking off the walls, they're going to release it in theaters because, you know, like there's other people. It's not Ezra Miller, written by Ezra Miller, directed by Ezra Miller, starring all Ezra Millers. <laughs> Ezra Miller didn't shoot it. Ezra Miller didn't do craft services. Ezra Miller didn't do costumes. So there are thousands of other people who worked hard in this movie and they deserve to have their work seen. But um, yeah, um, so I don't think we'll have a Flash thing, which sucks because that's actually the the DC movie I'm the most excited about. I would love, just drop a fucking trailer, man. Or even if you, if you like do a panel with like fucking Keaton and the girl who plays Supergirl, you know what I mean? They deserve their moment in the sun. But I don't, I don't, we've talked about Ezra Miller, I think last episode, I don't want to get too much into it. But um, yeah. Sounds like all the major studios are coming back to Hall H. Um, should be a good one, and we'll have some stuff to to talk more about for you guys. But honestly, other than that, um, it's good to know that conventions are opening back up again. They kind of have been for the past year, but it's good to know that the studios are coming back to San Diego Comic Con because I know that um, that that convention was honestly kind of on its last leg because people were just like, eh, it's kind of done so." So it's it's good to know that uh, it's coming back full force. But um. Not really much else to say about that. So I think we're going to transfer into um, Star Trek. Star Trek Strange New Worlds um, recently had its finale the other day, and um, I was able to check it out. Tucson was able to check it out. I would love your thoughts on it, Tucson. What did you uh, oh, think about what you think about the finale? Um, so but first, before I talk about the finale, I just want to talk about the season as a whole. Um, the season as a whole, I really enjoyed it. I did not think that I was going to enjoy it as much. I will say, I will go on record and say I like this show more than I like Discovery right now. Or Picard, out of all the new track iterations that we have, this might be the best. And then uh, Lower Decks coming in second. And uh, uh, not Strange Worlds, Discovery third and Picard fourth. Uh, This this season on Picard, I wasn't wasn't all the way sold on it. I I, I really wanted more. Uh, with Discovery, I feel like Michael is whining too much, starting to whine too much. Michael Burnham, who is the captain, the female lead. Yeah, um, I never, I never finished the season. Oh, this third season of, of um, Discovery. Yeah, Discovery Picard. I never finished. Woo! At least if you can try to get into it, you'll like Discovery's ending better than you'll like Picard's. Um. But just to go back to Strange New Worlds, it's good to get that that fresh and classic take on Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to see what, you know, we see the Enterprise, but we we get to see the more of the backstory on Spock, you know, seeing where a horror was at. It, I feel like it's what the 2009 Star Trek was trying to do a little bit. Like, I still love 2009 Star Trek because we know what that story was about. But just mm-hmm. in terms of how they were executing it, I feel like it's kind of like how they what they were trying to, do or what they set out to do but then it was like all right what are we going to do it this way you know um and yes it it it, it takes place in a different timeline but still i think that's kind of how they they wanted to do it because remember when it was first laid out to us both kirk and spock were in star starfleet academy you know what i mean um 
But with this one, you see Spock, like young Spock right after the cage. You know what I mean? Um, you see what a horror is. You finally, because uh, number one was only in that one episode in the, in the original series, you know, just to know what happened to her afterwards, you know, and what was Captain Pike's life like before the accident. And I just, I really, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the writing from it. Shout out to the cat. Um, I think his name is Adrian something who plays Robert April from Bel Air, mm. who plays Uncle Phil, you know, the new Uncle Phil, you know, shout out to him. He just came in and it's just seamlessly fit, you know. He was in like two episodes. <laughs> two episodes, three, actually. Um, no, two, excuse me. You're right. But just seeing how he was and how, because if you, I was watching the rating room the other night and they were talking about how during filming because it was filming during the pandemic or whatever they weren't able to build like those same type of relationships that you saw with like the next generation cast or the tng cast you know what i mean they were still or even some parts of discovery they were still not able to build that relationship that you would see that transferred over to on screen you know what i mean like when it came down to their characters so the fact that they were all able to do that and not have the same kind of leeway that the original the other cast members have from the other iterations of star trek i thought was great and it, it, it really came out well you know, how did you feel about the season finale though <laughs> oh no no no! i'm, I'm okay i'm, I'm, I'm coming know, to the I'm, season I'm with you I'm, I'm coming to that we're not just going to talk about the fucking season finale without talking about the whole motherfucking season okay <laughs> if we had to whole, do that a whole dissertation on the season and that's the right Star Trek. I was like, that's right. No, I asked this motherfucker. That's <laughs> all right, motherfucker. If we had to go through a whole <laughs> season long shit of Superman, oh, what did you do? Well, before we do this, let me just say what I thought about the season. A great motherfucking writing for Star Trek Strange New Worlds. But anyway, um, what I thought about this, what about the, what I thought about the season finale? I liked it. I like how they, spoiler alert, they had the Rathacon uniform on Captain Pike. And for any of you guys that that know Star Trek, Captain Pike never uh, made it to the movies. He never got a chance to put on the red military outfit that you saw from two all the way to six in terms of Star Trek. And that's one thing that I enjoyed. I liked how they put, uh, you know, they just made it new and they gave us a new take on it. I enjoyed meeting Captain Kirk and seeing Pike and Kirk kind of match one another. And you kind of see how, okay. I can see, I see how he became the captain now. Like you was kind of picked for the type of shit. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I enjoyed how the aspect of Ant, uh, Pike or Anton Mount's character was able to spare himself from the fucked upness. But then if you look, it ended up happening to Spock, you know? And he's like, yo, I don't want that to happen for one of my good men. I'd rather that be me. You know, and then when he's able to come back to where he was, you know, his part of the timeline, he's just like, fuck it, some things you just can't, you can't escape. And then that ending, when they took number one, and he got, and Captain Pike took that cat's hand, he's like, yo, where the fuck you think you going with her? I, I was like, yeah, nigga, yeah, that's how you stand up for your crew. <laughs> no, I, I did think it was good. I mean, I need to see it again. Like, I, I thought it was okay. I think I need to rewatch it. I love the whole thing about how we're kind of getting the Romulans and stuff like that. And then just uh, for them to, to, sorry, not to cut you off, but then just for them, because you know that, that that's based off of a classic episode. No, right? I don't. You know I don't fucking know that. 
<laughs> well, yes. So it's based off of a classic episode. So certain things that happened in that classic episode, they redid it. And that's, that was what was so dope about it. They even showed like the, the way that the lighting was for in the 60s. They made sure to kind of recreate it. So, oh man, it was great. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, no, I thought it was chill. Uh, I didn't expect to meet Kirk this episode. Um, I'm not sure how, about how I feel about this Kirk. I don't know. I That's part of the reason I feel like I need to watch it again because I felt like he didn't have personality. It felt mm-hmm. like he was very had tunnel vision about the mission. I don't know. I was expecting this one to be able to some, I don't know. I just, I expect, I don't know. I think of Kirk as like this smooth dude and like and a little bit more chill. Yeah, I didn't feel the smoothness or the chillness of it, but you know, I I get that this is kind of like a like a, a different scenario. It's probably the Kirk that we meet in season two will probably be a little different. So we'll yeah, because he won't be a captain by that point. He'll yeah. still be like a lieutenant. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I thought it was chill. Really good show. Really good season. It kind of I won't lie. It kind of made me miss was having a, a overarching season. I mean, overarching story for the season. I know how, how each episode was its own kind of standalone story. I was like, damn, I wouldn't have minded if there was like... Some serialization to it? Yeah, or like one yeah, one kind of just overarching season, like, like pretty much most or all shows do. It was very much like, you know, put it, not, not anthology, because the anthology kind of has like different characters every season. Mm-hmm. But it like kind of like just one kind of overarching season. I know they're trying to be different than that because Picard's like that and then Discovery's like that. But and, and earlier Star Trek I noticed like is had the whole like set kind of episodes with different stories. But I wouldn't have minded if this one had in um one kind of set story for the season. But yeah, um pretty good. I'll probably watch it again. Maybe. Maybe. Because I always say that I always say I'm gonna watch something again and I never do it. But we'll see if I can do it. Let it sit. Give it some time to sit. Sit sit with what you saw, you know what I mean, and then go back to it. Um let me see, let me see, let me see. Do you want to talk about the boys? Yeah, oh, it's it, the new it, episode came out today. I didn't check it out yet. Oh, you didn't want to so talk about the boys if you want I mean, to. we could talk about last episode. We didn't record last week. Oh, you know what? Uh, I'll watch like, it and I'll watch McCall. Yeah, because I like like we did with Superman and Lois because we were talking about talk Superman and Lois, but the finale hadn't aired yet. Because I've seen the finale, so I don't want to talk about it. If you had if you had seen it, then I'm like, let's do it. But I and, but, the, but the boys did have its um season finale that came out today. Actually, it came out yesterday. Sometimes they drop these episodes at like like Thursday at like nine or ten p.m. Oh um, shit! Had I known that, I'd have just watched yeah, it. Last it was, night. I watched it last night. Yeah. Um, so, new episode, really good finale. We're also really cool fight scenes at the end, kind of similar to the Herogasm episode. So okay, um, I'll just say really good finale. I, I dug it. Uh, again, really good finale. I don't know what else to say because you haven't seen it yet. But um, and when you see it next time you record, we'll definitely talk about the show as a whole. And then our feelings towards the season finale for sure. But um, but since we're gonna put a cap on the boys, um, I know you have some comic books to talk to us about, right? Yes. So you know we got we got some comic books. I wanted to make sure I got a chance to at least give you some some reading material that you guys can go check out. You know, 
So right now, Marvel has two Captain Americas. You have Steve Rogers and you have Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson has passed on the Falcon mantle to his protege, the Falcon, which is, a, I think he's a Mexican cat. I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but he has, a, he, Sam Wilson has his own comic book series, which is called Captain America symbol of truth and then steve rogers has his called captain america sentinel of liberty now i just real quick i'll, I'll give you just a quick there's only been two issues of each one so i'm gonna just okay. give a quick summary so with the steve rogers captain america we find out that you know how everybody thinks that cap's symbol is the cap's shield is his symbol but come to find out it's not it never really belonged to him you know the man that created the shield is part of a clandestine clandestine um, group of people, like mercenaries and shit like that. And they, they're starting to build up their wealth and, and accumulate some things and come to find out that they they were like Hydra in fucking Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Like they can infiltrate every structure or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And the, per, the gentleman that created Cap Shield died right without saying what the what that symbol the star in the middle and all that other stuff everybody thought that oh yeah that's a star the stripe the stars and stripes and whatever no it's meant for something else um so now we get steve looking for for answers you know when he was fighting a villain the villain warned him was like look that shield that's not your symbol it's theirs and that's how it ends and I'm like, damn, now I'm ready to see what's going on. What's, what's going on with this symbol that meant a lot to everybody for years? So they can't hack him. Why do we need to have two Captain Americas? I, you know, I don't know. I just, I think because also with uh, Anthony Mackie in the Captain America realm and the, in the role, you kind of just want to keep things consistent. You know how like in the comic books, you know, they got to make it consistent with the TV shows and the movies. Just like in um, the New 52 Green mm-hmm. Arrow run, they brought Felicity Smoke in there. Felicity Smoke was a, a character that was created for Arrow, not the comic books. Yeah, no, I mean, I get that, but I feel like that kind of almost defeats the purpose and the gravity of, of who uh, Sam Wilson is. Yeah, because I'm like, it's, it's fucking Sam Wilson's turn. <laughs> and I mean, he had a turn before, you know, like it's not his first time picking up the shield. Yeah. Um, what else? So those those are the two things that's going on. Then we have Batman Beyond Neo Year. So for those of you who don't know, or those of you who remember, Batman Beyond was a famous comic book, uh, not even famous comic book, but a famous cartoon show that came out what ninety nine to two thousand three, around that time. Yeah, yeah. So with that, they decide they had a bunch of iterations of the Batman Beyond comic book. This one right now takes place during the rebirth years and all that. And Bruce Wayne is dead. Bruce Wayne was murdered by a Gotham AI, artificial mm. intelligence. And now this AI is hunting Terry McGinnis. Yeah. So there's no Bruce, there's no Batcave because the Batcave was destroyed. Wayne Manor was destroyed. You know, he has no money. You know, there's, there's no backing of the Wayne name and the Wayne money. So now he's on his own. And now he's using all the things that he learned from Bruce over the years, and he's cra- crafting his own Batman. Finally, so this is this is like some down and dirty, stripped down kind of yeah. Batman stuff. He's still like because he's losing power in the suit, you know. Like he's 
he's losing gadgets because you know the gadgets used to just come out out of nowhere or whatever like that but he there's nothing to replenish it there's no there's not much to repower the suit it's a lot it's he a needs lot. to stop fucking around and give us the batman beyond live action movie i don't I uh, think I know that's I know that's a, a tangent, but I'm just like, why? It's not, not technically a tangent because we're talking about Batman Beyond. Yeah, and I'm just like, and I always, even if it's not live action, I just always imagine a Batman Beyond movie in the same style as Into the Spider Verse. I think that would be so damn good if you use that, that kind of great. that kind of animation style. That's just that's prints for money. It's crazy. Yeah, no, I, w- I would definitely. I'll continue. <laughs> um, so and the next thing I want to talk about is Batman 89. So Batman 89 is pretty much taking place after Batman Returns. You don't count Batman Forever. You don't count Batman and Robin. Okay, this is Michael Keaton's Batman. This is Michael Keaton's, I'm calling it his last hurrah <laughs> mm-hmm. in terms of comic book form. Um, and it's really good. It's only been six issues. Billy D. Williams is Two-Face. Um, you get to meet Barbara Gordon, who Billy D. Williams is engaged to in the comic book. You get to see Selena Kyle come back. You get to see what Marlon Wayne's Robin would would have been like, which I'm not gonna lie, it'd have been interesting to have a black Robin and seeing how that would have been. Um, seeing how this in this time Harvey Dent didn't fuck up his face in court. You know, there was a fire and he was trying to save somebody. And the fight, like pieces of flame just like kept getting in his face and he passed out and he was laying in like uh, oil and the flames was just burning in the side of his face. So Bruce Wayne and Marlon Wayne's character helped him help get him out. And then he just started getting crazy and shit. It was just, oh, it was it was a really good read. Um, and then it ends off with um, Marlon Wayne's character, you know, taking lead, you know. I just I felt that it was it was great. Um, now we're going to talk about this Black Adam prequel. Tell us about it, man. Um, so the the prequel is Hawkman because so what they're going to do they're going to give prequels to every hero that's in. There. So you got Hawkman, you got Doctor Fate, you got Cyclone, and you got Adam Smasher. And those are going to be the four prequel stories. So this one. You get to meet Hawkman. You get to see what's going on in Hawkman. You you find out that the Justice Society was a thing and that they're not a thing anymore. So I guess by the time we get to Black Adam, they're just going to be coming back together. Um, and it's interesting. It's, it's just interesting. Like, I loved how they blended. They used uh, parts of the comic book, like him being from St. Roach and him being a, a, um, a history buff. You know, they, they didn't go in terms of okay, is he reincarnated or whatever like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was, it was, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. So those are some things that you could pick up. Also, you could pick up Batman 125. They have a new writer named Chip Zdorsky, who's a good, 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 good writer. Um, I was just talking to dad about this issue and I told him that I think he should pick it up. You know, uh, Tim Drake is the Robin in this, in this story. And it's good to have both Bruce and, and Tim back together again. Uh, back when we were kids, that that was our Batman and Robin, even though my favorite combination is Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson. So, you know, just... Uh, classics. Yeah, it's always it's all about the classics. And right now, we're going back to a little 90s, 2000s classic. And I, I'm with it. I'm for it. You know? 
So hopefully you guys check those things out. I'll have some more reading material for you guys. Also check out the, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers by Ryan Porter. Check out, uh, they did a what if, if Miles Morales became Wolverine, Captain America, or the Hulk. And then they did something, they just did an issue where they teamed up. Great issue. Uh, definitely check that out. Check out also, I'm sorry, I just want to make sure I give you guys some good reading material. Batman, uh, sorry, Flashpoint Beyond, which is written by Jeff Johns. That, that is definitely something to check out. And there's something I'm really enjoying, and I didn't think that I would enjoy it as much because it started off so slow, is Batman Killing Time. Please, please, please check it out. This drain is fire. That sounds like an interesting title. No, it's really good. Tom King is doing his thing. It's a young Batman. It's right before he marries Catwoman. Also, spoilers uh, in his other book that he's doing, Batman and Catwoman. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna see what's up with it. So this is this is this is gonna be good. Also, the Joker by Joshua Williamson. Um Man, the way it ends, like a 15-issue story arc that just took Jim Gordon to the darkness. And it, it he was in the brink of just going crazy and he came back. Wow. Um, so you know, he was he was tasked with finding the Joker and killing him. Uh-huh. But what happened was he told Batman and Barbara, because he he knows that Barbara's Oracle or whatever, like that. And um, was able to use some of Batman's resources or whatever to, you know, help him on his mission. And in this thing, you find out that Bane has a daughter. Bane is alive, by the way. He didn't die in a day. Um, if you guys checked out Infinite, uh, Infinite Frontier, uh, that first issue where uh, Mahoney, who ends up becoming the magistrate in Batman Fair State, um, that is kind of like our introduction to Mahoney and all that. But I say all that to say is that we, we meet him. Oh, my God. Where was I going with this? Lord, I'm sorry, guys. I'm tired as hell. But either way, check it out. It's great stuff. Um, I, all, this, all the stuff that I told you about, all the writers are firing on all cylinders. The writing is phenomenal. The art is great. Um, if there was one thing that if, if you had to ask me to choose which book that I would have gotten, and been happy about definitely Batman 125. So if you guys get a chance, check out 125. But is there anything else, Kyle? Um, I think that's it. I think we covered it. Okay. Well, guys, check keep keep following us on. Uh, oh, uh, actually, quick breaking news. Quick breaking news. So I was on Twitter, and they just announced that Captain America Four has a director. Ooh, um, who is it? Ni- Nigerian American filmmaker Julius Ona, perhaps known for helming Clover, uh, Cloverfield Paragon, will direct the fourth installment of Captain America, starring Anthony Mackie. So it's official. We're, we are getting a cat. I know there were rumblings of it after uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, but it seems like we're officially getting a uh, Captain America four. So yeah, Julius Ona. I've seen some of his stuff. He did a Cloverfield Paradox. What else did he? I feel like he did something with Star Trek. Is that wrong? Or am I thinking of someone else? Yeah, I think I think I'm of a different filmmaker. But um, yeah, I'm looking at his credits. He's been in the game for a minute. So um, yeah, that this was. I guess this was announced too 
two hours ago. I literally just happened to be on Twitter and saw it. And then also, for all you X-Men 97 fans, this is also another thing. So um, during the Marvel Animation panel at Comic-Con, we'll be getting a first look at X-Men 97 and What If Season 2, as well as Marvel Zombies on July 21st. That's going to be flames, bro. So that's that's gonna that's exciting. Yeah, just, just some quick breaking news before we wrap things up. Night, night. Yo, Kyle, look. Let me go back to the screen. Oh, that's dope. You getting that? I don't know. Oh, so guys, I'm I'm about to post this on the word to the blur joint, but I just saw the uh that Funko is getting ready to release up. No Way Home Unmasked Spider-Man Black Suit Pop Doll. So that train is going to be fire. Get ready to look on our Instagram for that. But with that being said, y'all, we love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Know that, um, you know, we trying to get better with our putting content out. So far, it's been like, what, two weeks was our last episode? I believe so, yeah. So, yeah, you so. know, we trying to get better at it. At least it's not a month this time. Yeah. I <laughs> but, think um, two weeks is... It's the longest we should go. Yeah. Yeah. So we getting there. Thank you guys for rocking with us, staying with us. We love you guys so much. Please, please, please spread the word of the gospel of the word to the blurred. Follow us on Instagram, word to the blurred. Um, you know, check us. We talk back if you message us on Instagram. We on there. Um, yeah, just thank you guys so much for your love and for your patience and just for your ears. It's much love. You know what I mean? Thank you for the support, guys. All right, so with that being said, yo, this is Two. This is Cal. Welcome to Word to the Blur, baby. Word to the Blur with Two and Cal. Summer edition. Enjoy your weekend, <laughs> guys. Peace. Much love. Blessings.